Hey guys, and welcome to Manchester Lane Radio, the podcast of Shaw Melbourne. I am your host, Steel Saunders, and on this podcast, we'll be chatting to those that inspire our store. And on our very first episode, we chat to Sri Lankan-born, Melbourne-based comedian, Dilruk Jayasinghe, who normally can be seen at stand-up rooms all over Melbourne, as well as on Have You Been Paying Attention? And this year, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. This pilot episode was recorded earlier this year, before the virus, so enjoy some fun banter from Simpler Times. This podcast is available in both audio form and visually enhanced on YouTube. Links are in the episode details. Episode number one. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Steel Saunders, and it's our very first episode. It's very exciting. We've, um, we've already done a couple of episodes, recorded them, banked them, as they say, in the industry, but our first going live episode is with our old buddy in the heart of Melbourne CBD. It's Dilrook Jai Singer. How you doing, mate? Very good, Steel Saunders. Thank you. I didn't realize I was the first. That is like absolute honor slash pressure as well, because the first one's the the you know is a is a really important one. So now to know that that this is the first time the, your audience gets to hear this podcast. And I'm the representative of that first first pod. Is a lot of pressure for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to not stuff it up. To be honest, I feel like I've already stuffed it up. I but... like that you're a representative. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it could be an honor, or it could be frontline. Like, like get rid of the first first wave of battalions. Like this is you know. Yeah, you're just a pawn in my yes. new, new media game. I get it. I get because, it. Because wait, like if it if the first one's killer. Everyone's like, oh, wow, first one, so mm, good. Mm, How are they going to mm. keep this up? Right, right. But, but if it's bad, you're like, like oh, oh, well, it was the first one. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the first one. Right. It's the first one. Okay, pressure's off. Pressure's off. We can't lose. Hey, <laughs> hey so it's so weird. In and out of Australia, and when I'm out of Australia, what's going on in Australian pop culture, I'm sort of just limited to seeing what's on Instagram and stuff like that. And I listen to a couple of podcasts, but I'm not like talking to people all the time, hearing the word on the street, as it were. Mm, mm. And, you know, like we started doing stand-up comedy together in Melbourne and, mm-hmm. you know, go on a lot of podcasts. And, and and quite often when you go on a podcast, people, you know, they'll Photoshop you or something in a scenario that you talked about on the podcast. And right. I'm on Instagram and I see your head on the celebrity get me out of here, like, <laughs> poster. And I'm like, oh, what podcast is this from? <laughs> what, what what wacky tale did he say about <laughs> about going on that? How, how did that work out for you, buddy? <laughs> it was pretty, I mean, it sounds like a pun, but it's not meant to be a pun. It was wild. I loved it. Um, so yeah, I ended up actually going into the South African jungle for that show. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And, uh, man, honestly, I, I wish I had war stories like, oh my God, it was, it broke me and all that, but I had a great time, you know, <laughs> like, cause for me, it was like, I, I told myself before I went in, like the wind was being invited to do it. Like I thought that was pretty cool in itself. So anything from there was just going to be a bonus thing. Well, well te- so, television's told you you're a celebrity. Well, that was the interesting it's thing. Like, right? It's like that an award. You, right. So you're, it's you're like official. up until then. Yes, exactly. You're right. Because up until then, you're like, you do a couple of telly spots, you do a few appearances on radio shows, and people start, someone might refer to you as a celebrity, and you feel really uncomfortable. You're like, no, look, I don't know if that's quite right. But then when you do a show that has the word celebrity in it, and they refuse to call us contestants. They're like, that's that's not what you guys, like, you know, that's like a title that they only refer to us as celebrities. And it was so uncomfortable still because, you know, to like, because it's a quite a balance for me between like trying to not get my ego inflated versus 
uh, versus trying to like be humble. Like it's such a high wire act between the egocentricness of like doing stand up comedy where you're, you know, you have to be egotistical to go up on stage and say, I'm so funny, you guys have to listen to me. So there's that element of me that's in there. And so, of course, when they start referring to me in celebrity, I'm like, Ooh, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> and, then, and then you like quickly go in there with my 11,000 followers and I'm talking to someone who has like 7 million followers and I'm like, oh, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> Should I even be here? <laughs> That's why I jokingly thought like the show should be called Am I a Celebrity? Should I even be here? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, when you like when you're meeting everyone in the camp, did you keep replying in conversations that like, oh, well, in my experience on the Australian comedy scene for which I am well known for, I like right, to have right. strawberries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, I would say there was only, so there was 12 of us who went in first. And I swear, I think it was only three people who knew I, who I was. So, <laughs> which, which again, thank God, I, I like, I man, the amount of therapy that I chucked in before I left. <laughs> so in December, so I flew, I went in there on like Jan 2nd. And I think December, I had like eight therapy sessions. So that's eight hours of therapy <laughs> before I went in. And one of the things I prepped myself for was not to panic if no one knows who you are in there. It's fine. But like, seriously, there was only three people who knew who I was. The who who was... are the golden three? So Miff Warhurst, you know, who uh, people know from Spicks and Specs. She and I had done uh, like Josh Earl's podcast together. I think I was, uh, oh, actually we sat opposite each other when I was filling in uh, for ABC Radio and she was doing the 12 to 2 o'clock show and I was doing the 2 to 4 o'clock show. So we, we got to know each other a bit there. Uh, the other two was this uh, guy from Married at First Sight called Ryan who started doing stand-up comedy himself about three years ago. And he uh, he he'd known of me. And then there was Nikki what's, Osborne, who what, who is an actress turned comedian. This guy, Sorry, what's, what's his name? Ryan or Brian? Ryan Gallagher. I was going to say you didn't even mention his surname. Like, is he like Cher? Is he that big? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, in there they just refer to you like the, the, there's a hashtag uh, steal. It's hashtag celeb Dilruk or hashtag celeb Ryan. Like they they're very much all about that hashtag. So, uh, so yeah, you just only refer to each other in that first name. You don't really think about the full name at that point. So were you in there like, you know, you had a lot of free time. Were you like trying to rank where you were in the celebrity? Like there's 12 people. Did you put together a ladder of like most celebrity? Mate, I like, if like, yes, the ladder was happening subconsciously, but very consciously, I knew I was on the bottom of the ladder, no doubt. Like, like so I, I was very aware of how small my profile was when I, like, uh, once I met everyone. Because we're literally, like, having, like, chats with, like, Rhonda Birchmore, who's been on, like, Aussie television for, like, 40 years. Does she break into song often? Uh, not often enough. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, because this is the sort of Stockholm Syndrome that happens on camp, because it's 24 hours of footage right and there's about six hours of sleep so the rest of the time it's 18 hours that you have to try and you know fill your day with and there's no phone there's no books there's no there's no escape other than whatever the fun you make of your own so we were like having to create like make cricket balls out of the bandages from the medic kit then we got told off for that because it's meant to be only used for medical reasons not for cricket balls so things like that you start to go absolutely bonkers i I would love if um you just constantly kept hurting yourself playing cricket with the ball you made and you had no way to <laughs> heal <bandage>. yourself. <laughs> it's like such a Simpsons but, thing to happen. Right. It's just, yeah, the irony to get hurt by the very thing that you're trying to destroy. And we, uh, we found, like, yeah, so almost like having someone being able to sing was a, re- was a nice re- re- escape. So it was so good when someone did sing, like someone like Rhonda Birchmore who can sing and hold a tune. Uh, the problem was Channel 10 uh, can't afford the rights to a lot of those songs, so they basically stop us from singing. So this one treat where people can escape and sing along, they had to stop it because, uh, you know, apparently you can only sing stuff that's over 100 years old. And who knows the lyrics to any of those? So we really struggled. You can just sing happy birthday all the time. No, happy birthday is copywritten. Someone owns the rights to that. No way. You, yeah, watch certain movies, right? Like low-budget Fox Searchlight films. If there's a birthday scene, there's usually like they'll cut 
almost after the cake's been cut or before the candles. Like they, they never really have them singing the song because it costs a lot of money to use the song. Yeah, but also, like, who, when they find out about, like, cut scenes in a film, it's like, oh, I wish they left the, the singing of the happy birthday. That would have made it. <laughs> the authenticity. I don't believe this is a, this is real at all. This is a movie. Yeah, being yeah, there, done really that. <laughs> you get sucked out of the narrative because they didn't sing happy birthday well. Why don't they get you to sing, like, the Might Attend theme song and stuff like that? I wonder if that's, <laughs> I wonder if that's copywritten as well. No, but, so, like, they could pay. Like they could pay to have uh, like you can. Hey, so Macca's was a sponsor, for example. McDonald's was a sponsor. Yeah, two old so beef patties. So maybe da 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 Right, right, right. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to get a Macca's sponsorship. I was doing like through the camera, through the camera. I was trying to go like, oh, I love Macca's. <laughs> you know, <basically>. really. <laughs> well, more of a, more of just being silly, but at the same time, dude, I would love to be the face of McDonald's. <laughs> KFC is my number one, but McDonald's was a sponsor. I'm like, guys, if you need, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? If you want to reach a diverse audience, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'd like to reach a diverse amount of your menu. Hey, I'm um, I'm a bit partial to the KFC as well. Mm-hmm. Get this right. You don't know how good you've got it in America. KFC doesn't have fries. What? It's got like these these barren wedges, sort of these dry wedges. Wait, like chicken salt chips is one of the best things about KFC. Look at how your mood has dropped. It's really bummed me out. This is I feel like you've just told me. Like, there's a lot of people in America still that that I feel bad. Like, America has a lot of issues as it is. Surely. <laughs> Chicken salt chips. You're kidding, right? I I try to educate over here, and I'm just like, you guys don't understand. KFC's got the best chip on the market in Australia. Like that, I would say, I would agree with that. I I actually, in the fast food chip industry, I would say KFC has got to be the front runner, Um, and then maybe Schnitz. If you if you if you're in uh, uh, if you know who uh, Schnitz, they have like this sort of swirly, curly type. Oh man, this is really bummed me out. Here's the thing: uh, uh, the, Schnitz does have good in, ones. I remember. Yeah, in Sri Lanka, you can actually get a KFC delivered to your house, so that if you, you know, just to reduce that extra bit of calories that you might burn going to the store, you can get KFC delivered. But it is their company policy not to deliver chips. And I had a five-minute, I know, I had a five-minute argument with the person taking my delivery to the point where I got her to put on her manager because I wanted to speak to the manager because um, I, I was like, just take that bag of chips and chuck it in there. They're like, well, no, sir, because the quality of the chips won't be up to our standard by the time it reaches you. I'm like, I don't care. And I started lying still. This is how desperate I was for this chips. I said, I have a child. I said, I have a child who's four years old and is missing his mom and just wants chips. Can you please throw in a large bag of chips in there? What's his name, Dale? Uh, I didn't give a name, but I, I should have thought of something. Let's go with let's go with Sarat. That's a good classic Sri Lankan name, named Sarat. And I should have gone with that. But no, I was just... I was just trying to get some chips in me. But they refused to uh, deliver chips. They'll deliver a bucket of chicken. They'll deliver Coca-Cola. They'll deliver um, potato and gravy. But they won't deliver chips. And I was so annoyed. I was like, I won't sue you. I don't care. Just put a bag of chips in there, please. No, read, read the room. Like, they're awesome cold. Like- yeah, well... It, it, Exactly. Like the, 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 when it goes soft and soggy, that's another whole adventure in itself. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a different season. It's, it's, it's the variety of spice. One of the best things about car rides and stuff, and you and I have done a road trip from Canberra to, to Sydney once. I remember one of the highlights was having the chips in the front, of the, you know, and you just snack on the chips as you're driving. It's a glorious moment in life. Yeah, well, it's, uh, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy the freedoms. Yeah. That uh, the country gives you. So, uh, in the celebrity ladder, yes, deal. Who who mm. won? Who was top top dog? Who was top? It had uh, in terms of online following, it'll have to be Charlotte Crosby, who is from Geordie Shore, and so which is like obviously the British version of Jersey Shore, and so she 
has been pretty much living in reality TV world for the last 10 years. Uh, and she, um, she's got like 7 million followers. And the coolest thing about the jungle is that you, you can't escape each other. You're so pretty much surround. You're in the one camp area. Yeah, for that, 12. That, that does sound cool. Well, let me explain. Let me say well, the cool, <laughs> coolest thing about it is, so because uh, you'd have all these preconceived notions about people before you go in, maybe um, that it immediately is broken down because you're forced to interact with people just as human beings. And I think Charlotte had probably never met anyone like me who didn't know who she was and couldn't subsequently Google her. Like, you know what I mean? It had been a while, I guess, that she'd met someone like that. And it meant that we, and she had no clue who the fuck I was. Sorry, I shouldn't swear. I didn't have any clue who I was. And um, it meant that we had to connect as like literally as human beings because it didn't matter how many followers she had or how many, how small my career is. So it meant that, that we just connected and we actually became really good buds in there, like genuinely good pals because, you know, there's no pretense. You just end up having to chat as one, one-on-one. And then later on, after like we really got close, I was like, so Charlotte, I'm like, you're rich, aren't you? She goes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> she's, I'm like, okay, how rich? Let me, let me get an assessment. I'm like, what car do you drive? She's like, a Bentley. I'm like, fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and she's so, but she's so like genuinely like, just a, like a, oh, she's just an open book. She's and she's just like genuinely telling me about how excited was she was when she was able to, you know, buy her nan a house, and so that the nan doesn't have to ever worry about where she needs to live. And it was just a really cool kind of way to chat to someone because she's known for being this outrageous party girl, right? And which she is, she's no no denying it. But it's also nice to hear about her being able to transfer that into like an entrepreneurship where basically she has all these other businesses off the back of her brand as a um, as an influence or whatever that she's just launched a whole bunch of, uh, you know, I think it's like um, beauty products. I think there's like, you know, cookbooks and exercise books. And and she herself is just a massive fishhead. And she loves that, that, you know, uh, she was able to build a career so huge purely based on being herself. So it was really nice to kind of chat to someone like that because for her, there's nothing like there's nothing left to shame her about. Like she's done all kinds of stupid stuff on that Jody Shore uh, TV show that she's like, oh, there's nothing that people can strip away from me now. This is just me all the time. And it's so cool to chat to someone like that. It's, so she was the biggest on the ladder for sure. It's interesting how you're saying, you know, you couldn't work, find out who each other were. You know, you sort of like that celebrity thing, like you sort of yeah. meant, meant nothing to each other. I was in this right. bar, bar one night in Melbourne and Guy Sebastian was in there. Right. From Australian Idol. And it was pretty height of Guy Sebastian fever. And then pro skater Eric Coston was in there. And that's why I was there. Oh, right. And like, so everyone in the bar knew one of them was famous and some of them crossed over obviously, but they didn't know each other was famous. It was just a weird, like it's these weird Venn diagrams of like, yes. Yeah. Like in my world, in in my world, you're nothing. Well, in my world, you're not, well, not, they didn't have a celebrity off. I can tell you that much. Right, right, right. But you might've been the only person who knew both of them. (laughs) Oh no. Lots of people knew, lots of people knew both. Right, right, right. Okay, it's just for them each other, yeah. A lot of sippy skateboarders in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess, like, she was definitely top. And then I would say maybe, like, Rhonda Birchmer was probably more... um, You're traditional. public eye. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a guy called Miguel, who's, like, a chef, a celebrity chef, I guess, and who uh, is probably the best dude I've ever met, best human being I've ever met. Like... I was genuinely waiting for one day for him to crack and show a bit of like weakness or show a bit of, um, you know, getting angry. But he's like kind 24-7. I was there for 14 days. Not once did he show anything but kindness and compassion. And I was like, what are you made of? Like, don't you sometimes feel like you want someone to be a little bit like bad so that the world makes sense again? Like you, you call there can't be someone who is always kind. It doesn't add up in my head. But this dude was completely so genuine and, 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 and good-hearted all the time that it kind of made me start hating myself. <laughs> he, sa- he does sound very annoying. <laughs> no, I know, man. I know, Steele. Like, we all have moments where we get grumpy and we snap at someone maybe. No, nah, he never did. He never did. He was, like, starving. He was, like, missing his 
wife and two kids and all of that. But yet he always was just really positive and would take time to chat to everyone one by one. It was just un- unbelievable. So, so yeah, it, it, it was really uh, it, uh, sort of an awakening for me to go, huh, maybe there's never an excuse to not get angry. Like maybe someone can actually be always positive all the time. It, it was amazing. He was starving. <laughs> he's just like, he's shredding. Like, and that's the other thing you see, people's losing weight in front of you. Like it's, you, you start to rapidly drop off the weight while you're in there. Not so much me though, because uh, for me, I ended up uh, a lot of other, eating other people's food because <laughs> they, <laughs> they couldn't stomach the oats and the, because you only get like rice, beans and kale. That's your like staple. And, um, and a lot of the, the campmates were struggling to stomach that after about three days. And I was like, I don't care. Just give it to me. So I ended up eating other people's meals. What about um, like when Warney was on, app- mm. apparently he got to have ciggies. Yes. Was there anyone, the, any, anyone yeah. getting some, you know, some special treatment? No, no, I wish, I wish. Uh, what, what, would there, there thing? what would be your thing? What would be your, because I, I think it's rad, right? That Warney, the, the cricket player, the ex cricket player, yeah. you know, he, he had the pull to ask for anything he wanted. Right. Yes. And he's like, oh, it's gotta be ciggies. Like how, right. good, how, it makes me think, how good must Siggy's be? Should I get into Siggy's? <laughs> if this dude that's loves a, them this that's, much. That's such a, such a the wrong way to look at it going, oh, it must be great. As opposed to going, wow, it must be pretty addictive. Like you look at an ice addict and go, wow, they've really sacrificed their entire life to try and get ice. Ice must be awesome. <laughs> well, you, like, John, you watch like Breaking Bad or whatever and you're like, oh, yeah. they look like they're. In between, you know, when their lives are at, at, at mind-melting lows, those, yeah. those those highs seem okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, the, yeah, just for that brief moment, life is good again. Uh, no, no one in this this particular year had any special treatment, other than there was one contestant uh, who I think might have been Nikki Osborne um, because of her skin condition had to have a particular um, uh, tinted moisturizer. And so because of that, we all then had access to, so hers was a medical reason that she needed to have that. And so because of that, we were all granted the option to get tinted moisturizer. That's literally all the only special treatment we got. And if I could choose something that I could get, if I had the, then like the clout to say, I need something, uh, it'd be coffee still. I reckon oh. I'd, I'd need one cup of coffee a day, just a black, short black, even just one of that. I would love that. Hey, they should have done – I totally – I'm with you on the coffee. I was trying to think of what mm. mine would be and it's like, yeah, coffee. Coffee. Uh, coffee or the phone, man. You, I, I, you don't understand like how difficult it is to live your life through your phone for multiple reasons and then it be taken away from you and you have no idea. Like you go mad. And again, as a stand-up, you'd understand this still. The good thing about this is – about being stand-up is you get to be in control of your content that's going out and then also you – feed off the feedback that you know based on how it's received by the audience you get that instant feedback whereas in this not only do you not know you know what of you is being broadcast you also don't know whether people like it or not and there's nothing you can do other than go absolutely insane while you're in there it's like you're doing like a festival show for the first time every night yeah right 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 (laughs) festival show and a new material every night that's one thing and also you don't you, you just don't know how the audience is reacting it is haunting hey did you um you talked about before about your um you know balancing your ego out and stuff Mm. have you now that you're out have you gone back and 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 watched your episodes uh i did i not all of it i just (laughs) of course still who are you talking to i'm the guy that bought a the, the, the only reason I bought a TV was the first time I did that show, Have You Been Paying Attention? And I was like, I want to watch this, but not on my laptop. I want to see myself in big screen. Oh, my God. So, you're like, a, you, 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 I don't know if you know this saying, but this is a remix of it. It's like, I've uh-huh. appeared on more TV shows than I've watched. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I mean is, don't get me wrong. I love TV. I watch television. I watch a lot of it on like my laptop and my, my phone or whatever it is. When I'm flying, I download a lot of Netflix on the phone. But I thought my first big telly thing, sh- I should, you know, I should watch myself proper, you know. And uh, I was actually at a movie uh, watch with Tommy Dasselow, our friend Tommy Dasselow. 
uh, and I left the movie early just because the <laughs> my program was starting. <laughs> was oh. like... <laughs> did you whisper in his ear, like, I'm going home to watch myself? I think I did. <laughs> I think I gave him the heads up. I gave him the heads up. I was like, man, I'm sorry to do this, but like, you only get your first, you know, the first time once. Why'd you, right? why'd so you go so... to the cinema? Did you not balance it out? Well, I thought I had, the timing was going to be all right. So say something like a 6.30 show, uh, the TV show starts at 8.30. The film was uh, your mate, Ricky Gervais's uh, <laughs> film uh, about, uh, what's it called? Um, the one when he reprised David Brent. I forget, the Life on the Road or something like that. He made uh, that anyway, into a so, film? Yeah, yeah, he made David Brent into a film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Dazzle and I went for that. We went for like a premiere of it. So what happened is there was a little bit of a hoo-ha at the start, you know, a lot of uh, someone from the publicity team saying, oh, this is, you know, we're really happy with this film and we want you guys to tweet about it as much. as." So it kind of dragged out for longer than I uh, actually Free I popcorn though? Free popcorn though? Free popcorn, free popcorn. Uh, no toys, unfortunately. Usually when I've done like like Wonder Woman or something like that, you get those free little pop uh, pop figures and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's what I live. That's that's literally when you want to talk about me. Ego is I left a movie to go and watch myself on a TV that I bought like three hours before that. <laughs> See, this is where we're different, Dill. Mm-hmm. I would do that, but not tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, and there's some good. There's some good. Uh, there's good. That probably is good advice. <laughs> But I'm just sort of, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm just tired of pretending like, like you know, not that that I don't love what I do. I, you know, I'm like, man, fuck it. I don't, I don't know how long this is going to last, right? So I just want to try and enjoy, enjoy it while it's there. But you've also, I, I feel like you discovered, if I tell people the worst things I've done, yeah, things work out pretty okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, people just need to carve, you know, find an episode of your uh, podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, that I did with the guys from Dollop, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds, to find a real moment in my life where something that, when it happened, it, the story that I tell in that podcast, when it happened, I wish no one else ever found out about it. And then when I told it on the podcast and the reaction that I got from your audience that day made me pretty much change me as a stand up comedian. <laughs> Because I went, huh, maybe there is a bit of joy in sharing your pain and, and not really, like, you know, hiding your embarrassing moments. And it was Dave Anthony who said, have you ever told that story on stage? And I was like, no, because I just thought it was too, you know, it's too inappropriate or too too uncomfortable. But he's like, you're an idiot. And so then I started telling the story on stage. And, yeah, it pretty much shaped my career a bit since then. <laughs> a story called The Shirt Nappy. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, if you just hear shirt nappy, I'm sure most people can imagine what it's uh, what it's about. <laughs> How did you go from shirt nappy to Logie Awards? <laughs> most, what did you win? Most promising nappy. <laughs> most uh, most in- inventive use of a t- long sleeve t-shirt. <laughs> worst, worst use of a shirt. <laughs> Uh, and anyone might will be glad to know that that shirt has since been disposed of because that was another thing that your listeners were hounding me about going get rid of the shirt and I was like no it was too expensive I'm not getting rid of it <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Shore Store 11 Manchester Lane Melbourne or theshorestore.com Shore is the home of Melbourne's good stuff with brands like Nike, Stussy, New Balance, Vans, Buttergoods, and our very own Shore brand. Until the end of July, as a podcast launching special, you can use code DILRUK, D-I-L-R-U-K, to get half price off your second item in any order. Buy one item, get the second half off. Also includes free shipping Australia-wide on orders over $100. So check out the shop at theshawstore.com. Follow us on social media at The Store. And don't forget to check out with code DILROOK. Hope you're enjoying the show. Let's get back to it. 
Yes. Hey, so so when you lived in Sri Lanka, what? Yes, sir. Like what clothing did you like? What were the cool brands in Sri Lanka? Like when cool you were a teenager. Brands. Man, you know you're talking to the wrong person because I used to get a lot of because I had an older brother. I think there was a bit of hand-me-down action happening. Um, but also because I was a bigger boy, like I was quite uh, quite obese as a child, that I kind of didn't really get to enjoy um, like branded stuff because it didn't really come in my size. So uh, there was like a uh, – there's a shop called – I think it's called Double XL or Double XL World or something like that that I could shop at because I couldn't find clothes that it's fitted a, me otherwise. It sounds like a hip-hop magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is actually a hip-hop magazine, isn't it? Double XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, no, it was that. And there's a big sort of store called House of Fashion, uh, which is basically, bold if I'm not claim. mistaken. Say again? I said a bold claim. Bold claim. But because, you know, a lot of lot of really good clothing uh, brands uh, uh, are made in Sri Lanka because we have a huge textile industry, right? And so what happens is they have such high standards for where, you know, where the button needs to be or whatever. Even if it's slightly off by a centimeter, they put this in a reject rejection pile. Mm-hmm. And so then there are people who basically resell that rejection pile for like a quarter of the price or something like that. And I think House of Fashion got their start by doing that. So you could get like a, you know, Ralph Lauren polo shirt that might have, you know, a collar might be slightly too long or something like that, which is not noticeable to the naked eye, to the layman's eye. And uh, so you're basically getting high quality, uh, basically imitation stuff, but it really is almost the real thing. So in terms of brands, I think we we had a lot of, uh, do you remember there was a brand called Fila, F-I-L-A? Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Phila was one of the ones that if you were in, in high school, you were rocking that little looked a bit, you know, you are a bit cool. That, that still pops up. It, it's still, they're still fillering around the world. Right, right. They're doing uh, their thing. The big F. Uh, yeah. I, and then I remember when I, I went to like, so I used to go to a Catholic school, all boys, like public school. And then I got a scholarship to go to a private school. And in the private school, you were hanging out with more of the rich kids. And that's where you started to find out about like, you know, clothing, actual clothing brands and stuff like that. So one of my mates was very much into basketball shoes uh-huh. and uh, he somehow convinced me to like save my pocket money and buy my first pair of Nike basketball shoes. And man, I got to be honest with you. I loved the crap out of it. It was so good because it's like it like it didn't suit me because you, you, you in the sense that like. Ankles above, it was just such a nerd with a, like, you know, crisp iron shirt and a trouser. <laughs> but then at the bottom were these basketball shoes. What shoes were they? <laughs> um, I can't, I think they were called, if you, oh, man, it, uh, it was, I remember they were black and had, like, a blue kind of uh, lining. This is 2003, 2004. Um, I remember being so excited because I kept calling them my kicks. And I <laughs> <had> kicks. <laughs> it sounded so natural, Dill. Yeah, I know. But how's this, man? So I, I wore those shoes to come to Australia for the first time in 2004, uh, February 18th for those counting at home. So, you know, and... That- Just in case a game of basketball broke out at the airport. I wore that and I had my jeans uh, and this is, I'm walking around Melbourne Uni uh, with a bag, backpack sort of thing uh, with, you know, whatever I needed. But also I had a bun bag the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sound so like a my, 90s pro wrestler. <laughs> the bun bag had, had like my passport, had a map of Melbourne, had a map of Melbourne Uni that I would pull out in case I needed, got lost. Like I'm like, because you got to remember this is an era without mobile phones. So, and I was alone, like I was alone in this country. So I had to somehow survive. And my mom convinced me that the bun bag was important because otherwise I might get mugged or something like that. But the bun bag is more of a target to, for any kind of mugger going, look at that idiot walking around with, with just this red alert. 
But now, know. you know, they're back. We, we sell them in the shop. Well, maybe I was ahead of my time. Maybe yeah, I, I think you were, you were just setting the trend with your, with yeah. your fat basketball boots and your bum bag. <laughs> my kicks. You changed kicks the game in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was, I, I think the Nike shoes were one of the coolest things that I ever bought because they were so comfy. Before that, I would wear brands that were like, uh, do you know what Bata is? B-A-T-A? Yeah, dude. It's like school shoes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'd only shop at Bata like all my life. And then I finally saved up for uh, – even Bata used to have like a uh, – their catchphrase every at the start of the year was back to school with Bata shoes. Didn't rhyme, but they really leant into it. Like they really thought they <laughs> got the, the best marketing campaign. And, uh, and so you'd always get Bata shoes at the start of the year. And then wear that out till you grew out of it. And so, I, like I, I, I kind of think Barter Shoes' slogan, not rhyming, is very on brand for Barter Shoes. Really? Is that like they, they're, they're that sort of uh, contrarian? They're like, we don't need to rhyme. We're Barter, man. <laughs> I didn't realize Barter was an international brand, though. I thought it was very much like in the subcontinent. So yeah, I haven't I, seen Barter there, in. There was like a factory in Mornington of them. Really? Yeah, like when I was like young like our high school was on the like at the end of the street was the barter i don't know i assumed it was i guess, maybe it wasn't a factory it was just a warehouse but it was a large you, building with barter written on the side of it cool right right and did they make you like if you, in australia or at least melbourne is it like if you go private it means you have a uniform and if it's public it's not uniform is that how it works no they most high schools have a uniform Okay. From my memory, like primary schools didn't. If you went to a public primary right. school, it was casual, which made right. them so much cooler. I think all high schools, I just think that maybe they've just got different levels of, you just wear grey, just wear something yeah, grey. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because because what happened was that we tended to not, like because the income inequality within one classroom was huge. Like you'd literally have, uh, in the this is in the big public school I went to, You'd have dudes who are like very quite so so poor that they did like didn't even have their own TV, and then you'd have guys who are like the son of the guy who owns a trucking company. You know oh. what I mean? Like so, those guys you know, like, in, in school they, they were missing all the shows that they were appearing on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so they, that 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 made them aspire to become a comedian in a different country <laughs> to buy their own TV to watch themselves. But yeah, it was that thing where, where there was so much in, income inequality within the classroom, in a, in a classroom that they they tried to make everything as neutral as possible. So you had to wear uh, a particular, like if your black shoes had even a hint of, um, you know, labels or something like that, you weren't allowed to bring that in. Like so. They made it very kind of bland. So that's why I guess a lot of my fashion was never really, it did become a priority because it was just not, you know, you couldn't, no one thought you were cool if because uh, you just couldn't bring that in. The only way you could be cool is, I don't know, if you played sports. Sports are cool. Sports can be cool, but yeah. No, but you know, the nerds have won, right? Still, look at the movie industry. They're finally, like, finally, nerds have taken over the world. <laughs> nerds are all nerds are always in charge though you just don't know like they, they just nerd yes. about other things right 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 yeah they just even made the jocks think that they were in charge while they were in school <laughs> <laughs> hey so when you got to melbourne right what was mm-hmm. like what was the spot or the thing you picked up about how melbourne worked that you were just like oh i wish i knew this earlier uh, that basketball shoes weren't something that every guy wore. Uh, <laughs> that was that was one thing. Um, do you remember shot effect shirts? Shirts that were really shiny. What shark yeah, effect? Like shot shot effect. We used to call them shot effect. No, I don't know because that's a Sri Lankan thing. But it's like this sort of shiny, sort of really. Um, I, I can't explain it. In my hair, I was told that that was a cool look. So I had a whole bunch of shirts that were shiny. What? Sort of like I, shiny tie-dye? Well, no, no, not. Is it tie-dye? Oh, man. I'm trying to... You know what? Uh, let me try and Google. <laughs> uh, the 
short effect. I'm sure there must be a different word then. Short effect shirt. Let me try and see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing. It's all just yeah. about. No, no. So this is, must be a Sri Lankan phrase. There's got to be. But um, I'll, I'll figure out a different. But it's basically like a shiny shirt. But it's not like shiny as in. It's like a hint of shiny. Oh, like a soccer jersey sort of thing? No, 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 no. But like a shirt. Imagine. Oh, I found one. A, like a satin. I believe that's... Oh, no. So oh, like a button-up a button-up button shirt. Button-up shirt. Yeah, yeah. Button-up shirt. Long sleeve with like a sort of a satiny vibe to it. So I got told that that was really cool. God, you sound like and, a bad uh, wedding. Oh, man. Like, still, you don't understand the amount of insecurities I have about my fashion sense, <laughs> please. I'm trying to open up here. <laughs> Hey, man, I, I sent you a code to get some clothes, all right? so That's true, you did. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to go wait to use it. I just, I'm going to send you a photo on your Twitter now. See if you can pick up. The one on the left is almost identical to the type of shirt I used to have. I just sent you. All <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> you, like, it looks like these shirts... They look like they have a little pocket to put, like, like drugs to put in people's drinks or something. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> they're not. They're not on the level. But I wouldn't. They're not. But also, how's this, though? Because I was a very fat kid as well. It didn't really, like, go well for me either because it would, like, it would, like, my man boobs and stuff would be so contoured and shiny. That it I imagine good. they might um, encourage a, a, the sweat glands a little bit. Oh, literally about to say that. So then the sweat <laughs> happens, and then you see these patches fall right under the man boobs, right underneath. Like it, it almost looked like a smiley face with the eyes of a smiley face. Oh man! Like let's put it this way: I I moved to Australia when I was nineteen. I didn't lose my virginity till I was twenty-two. So that gives you an idea of how much my fashion then was struggling. The shirt isn't working. <laughs> And I had multiples of them. So I really, so I, in fact, I had became really, really close mates uh, uh, with a bunch of people, about eight of us, who in fact, like even a month ago, we had a, you know, one of the, a couple got married and everyone in the bridal party was all that group of eight from that first oh, week we became mates. It was so cool, right? Uh, but they, for my first birthday after they got to know me, they just bought me a bunch of clothes. <laughs> Going, please wear these because they look better than what you'd usually have. So it became this fucking running joke about how bad my fashion sense was. Wow, okay. Your, have... your birthday became a fashion intervention. It was. Oh, that's a perfect way to put it a fashion intervention. That's what it was like. It was like queer ride for the Sri Lankan guy. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, so I got, I got, I think I remember they bought me a nice little uh, t shirt with. With um, uh, it was like a polo shirt with a built-in kind of white um, shirt underneath. It wasn't actually a white shirt, but it kind of looked like you know I, I forget what it's called. But it's, it's a fake out almost, like you know. And uh, so I looked a little bit preppy, I suppose. Uh, and then I think then I then I got a girlfriend in 2006, and uh, her brother and her took me shopping for some clothes. Uh, but until then, yeah, I really, really definitely didn't have a sense of fashion at all. And now the good thing of being in the industry that we're in still is I actually now have a stylist. So I just get him to to figure out if I need, if I've got a gig coming up that I want to dress nice for, I just I hit him up and say, hey, help, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. Just wear the, <laughs> so just, picked, listen, the answer's always just wear the shore hoodie, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry. All That's, right. From now onwards. All right. Yeah. That's like Logies. <laughs> like when, yeah. You're in, when you're in the jungle, when you're in the forest, <laughs> when you're at the beach. Right. Any any occasion, the show hoodie. Yeah. Come on, dude. Get it out <laughs> I'm there. I'm learning. I'm learning. Get it out there. <laughs> that was it. That's the first episode. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you for making me go down memory lane and tap into some deep insecurities. <laughs> Man, we've got a... <laughs> About... <laughs> about satin shirts and basketball shoes. So imagine that satin shirt and the shoes would be the basketball shoes. That was what I was wearing. <laughs> wow. It's like bottom bottom half Jordan, top half night at the Roxbury. 
Mate, I've got a... Oh, that's it. Night at, perfect. Round of applause. Night at the Roxbury is a perfect, perfect example. I'm going to try... I want to see if I can actually uh, dig deep and find you some photos from first year uni, which will give you a better indication of... Um, I, th- I think you've got the picture. Though. I think your listeners would get the picture of what I was Yeah, I, I feel like I should... Um you know, get some made up for the shop. And, and- <laughs> do you have, you don't want your business to go well then? Okay, well, 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 you were just on it with the bum bags. So I, I, like I now look right. to you for uh, inspiration. Maybe, maybe down the track, it'll be this, this thing <laughs> that people start wearing satin shirts with basketball shoes. Oh God, I'm actually kind of cringing just remembering that because the saddest part still is I thought it was cool. I thought I looked good. <laughs> I remember. I think at one point I was thinking I should maybe rock a beret as well. I think there was a beret. <laughs> I swear, I'm pretty sure there was a beret phase. Um, I, I know. I look. I know. I at least I can promise you this. I definitely bought a beret. Whether I actually took it out to the nightclubs and stuff, I don't know if I did that, but I definitely bought a beret. A, a beret sounds like you started comedy in the late '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Kinison, Dilruk Jai Singh, it's the same, yeah. same vibe. They couldn't handle his political nappy gear. Jeez. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Oh, man. Hey, um, Dil, let the good people of the internet know where they can uh, track you down on social media and, and your podcast as well. Yeah, so I, I social media mainly, uh, I'm on Instagram at Dilruk J, but I'm also on Twitter at Dilruk J and Facebook as well. Uh, but uh, I have my own podcast called Fitbet, which is uh, with uh, our good friend Ben Lomas uh, still. Uh, ben and I were, you know, heavy boys, 125 kilos each, and we had a bet to see which of us can get under 100 kilos, and the winner gets a thousand bucks. And so that was the start of the podcast. Since then, the bet has been done and dusted, and we have some wonderful guests talking about their own issues with uh, food, uh, booze, mental health. Um, and it's, uh, it's found its lovely little audience that's fairly uh, very uh, – what's the word? Um, uh, engaging. Because I think a lot of people find it's a small podcast, obviously. We're still building. But the people that do listen are really like – you know, we'll message every day saying, oh, my God, I lost another three kilos thanks to the podcast. I'm like, cool, cool. Can't believe me and Ben, who were like really, really big boys, are now inspiring people to lose weight. So it's a nice feeling. But there's also a lot of swearing and a lot of filth. So if you're a, uh, if you're expecting a feel-good uh, podcast about weight loss, it is that, but it's also a lot of us uh, being really inappropriate and crass. And it's hard um, to do that in stand-up because – they put out the most delicious snacks at night. Oh my god! But the booze, man, the booze is that thing that always undoes every every stand up because you finish, you have a few beers, and then you're just walking home, and what do you have? KFC chips. So it comes full circle. Oh man, got a couple <laughs> of chips. I wish I could get some now. Wish yeah. I could get some um, now. Maybe I actually might get one and just send you because just to just to rub it in. But you guys have Popeyes and you guys have In and Out Burger, so you know it's not the worst. Oh, I'm back. Like whenever I'm back in town, I've always got like a list of like fish and chips. Yeah, can't. Deal. There's no fish and chips like options in not in like LA? not not like with the the proper chips and the proper yeah fish. the flake. They yeah, don't have potato yeah, yeah. cakes. They don't have dim sims, but. What is this? Yeah, that's not right. Fish and chips. I, I, Dill, I can't say enough about my appreciation of their existence. <laughs> what about sweet treats? Do you, do you, do you, is there any particular sweet one that you miss? Milo. Oh, how funny. Can you take a tin? Oh, dude, I take many tins. Right, there you go. I, um, from last time, I've only been back for like not even long. And I got two of those giant Milo tins, like the mm, big ones mm. that have got like the that yellow. You go, on, like, school, you go on school camp with? Yeah. <laughs> but, and and yeah. then they've got the yellow band around the top to say that you've got a certain amount for free as well. Two of those. And they did not <laughs> last there. I was like, oh, yeah, today, today should be a Milo day, I think. It's, yeah, right. It's so... Have you introduced your son to the Milo yet? No, he hasn't had anything with like sugar or anything like that good, yet. Good. Save so, him. It's too late for us. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying my Milo. Go on without me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks so much for having me, man. It's hey, it was so uh, to chat to you. Yeah, it was super good to catch up. And uh, yeah, make sure you 
you go down and get that stuff, or you. I will. I will. I can't and, wait and, to and, and send us out. some pics of of like of higher grade than these. I and I, I would also like some silk shirt pics as well. <laughs> okay, okay. I will. I will try and dig up some. It might have sweat patches though. All if you feel okay, if you're happy with exposing yourself to that, dude. You know? It's part of the game. It's all right. You know, all right. Let me look it up. Let me look it up for you. It'll yeah. be my honor. <laughs> all right, mate. All right, I'll talk to you later, Phil. Uh, Phil, Jesus Phil. Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I, mean, I just did that as like a, a like a little passive-aggressive just just, passive just in case my celebrity thing has gone to my head. Yeah, he's like, has, has, Steel, <laughs> has, has Steel thought my name was Phil the whole time? <laughs> Phil Rook. Uh, all right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you later. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed our very first episode with my buddy Dilruk Jaya Singer. This is the first episode and we have got a vast spectrum of guests to come next week on the show. We have got a in-depth chat with skateboarding legend Danny Way, which I'm very excited to share with you guys so stay tuned for that and you can do that by if you're on youtube hitting the subscribe and the little alarm bell button give us a thumbs up while you're doing that if you are listening on audio podcast make sure you subscribed via itunes or whatever podcast app you are using if you're on itunes give us a, a sweet five-star review to let other people know we're doing good stuff. You can follow the store where we will also be posting some visually enhanced clips from all our episodes at The Shore Store on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Steel Saunders. And you can listen to my other two podcasts, I Love Green Guide Letters and the Star Wars comedy podcast, Steel Wars, anywhere podcasts can be found. Thanks so much for your support of the new show and the store. Make sure you're looking after your friends, family, and yourself in these times. And we'll see you next episode with more good stuff. Until the end of July, as a podcast launching special, you can use code DILRUK, D-I-L-R-U-K, to get half price off your second item in any order. Buy one item, get the second half off. Also includes free shipping Australia-wide on orders over $100. So check out the shop at theshawstore.com. Follow us on social media at The Shore Store. And don't forget to check out with code DILROOK.